Good afternoon to everyone and thank you for choosing to spend your afternoon here with us. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm Patricia Rosen-Saber and I do a podcast show to help people maximise property values. It's called Maximising Property Values and it's on all your platforms, the podcast platforms that is. So go on to Apple, Spotify, Google, Audible and I haven't really bothered to just press a, a submit to all button because I don't think it's worth it. So you'll find it on those ones. They're the most popular ones. And if you listen to another platform and it's not one of these, do let me know and I will submit the podcast to that platform as well. Um, that, however, up until November was a monologue where it was just me talking. But since November, I've added a guest series where I've had somebody else join me so that I'm not just talking on my own like a mad woman. And today my guest is Louise Felstead. We are going in this particular recording, which is going to be released as a podcast on Wednesday, so a week from today, we are going to try to get to know Louise a little bit more. So who is Louise? Now, Louise, normally I read out stuff about people, but today I am going to ask you to tell us who you are. Over to you. Okay. So what I will do is start off by saying I am a businesswoman, a mother, um, yeah, a sister, a friend. Um, I do lots and lots of things. I'm, a, I'm definitely an entrepreneur and have had an entrepreneurial brain mindset um, drive from being young. So I started work at 11 in my uncle, uncle's shop because he needed an assistant. And it was just a corner shop. Yep. Um, so 11, my mum, I'm one of seven girls, in, um, was born in Manchester, Moss Side. And yeah, I just, I've always had a head for business. My dad was a businessman. He drove trucks with um, stones to building sites and then moved stones, so he moved stuff away. I just, I remember him vaguely because my mum brought us up as a single parent. And um, I'm very much, I'm, you know, reading bits of my um, profile. I'm a change agent. I like change. I like implementing changes. So that's no different to my property development. Very, very much an investor. I'm a landlord. I have properties in Manchester, London, um, various boroughs, um, Isle of Wight. Uh, yeah, and a few more. So I think just to give you a heads up, I actually had to describe to somebody when I started in property, and this might tell people my age. I started my very first property I bought in 1986, and I still own it today. And I've used it to raise money. I rent it. I've stayed in it. I lived in it for, I can't remember how long. But um, yeah, I moved out, got married, moved back in, had a baby, moved out, um, and I've bought houses since. So a little bit about me, <laughs> and back over to you, Patricia. <laughs> oh, Louise, thank you. You had me laughing there. Right, so Louise, 
welcome to Maximising Property Values. Uh Now, thank you very much for that intro. Thank you, because that just gives us a lot to kind of like delve into. I'm very nosy, Louise, so be prepared. Um, But before we go into your main activities, we'd like to get to know you a little bit better. So here are your questions. So I've numbered them two, one and two, but number two is actually probably two to four questions, depending on how you actually view things. But let's start. So your question number one is this. What is the most challenging thing that has happened to you this year? So that's 2022, if if anything, if anything. But if there has if there's been any challenges, what's the most that has happened and how did you overcome it or how are you overcoming it? Because this for the for the benefit of people listening to the podcast, which may well be, you know, maybe next year, this is being recorded in March 2022. So there we go. Okay. So I'm I I'm relating it to property because that's what your the title um, of your room actually, is. Actually, I should and have probably said, no, it, it doesn't have to be property. It can be anything. So your question No, I want right it now, to be. No, they I do want it to be. Okay, that's fine. And, and okay, I'll tell you why. Because I think one of the things that I'm really aware of is there's a lot happening in the world today. And there's a war in Ukraine. And I can't, I can't watch the news at the moment. Emotionally, it just really upsets me. And again, I read the news yesterday and there's 120 Nigerians in Ukraine that can't get out. And that's upsetting my spirit. So uh, I need to leave that in the room is is one of my challenges personally. But I'm going to talk about property because if this is ever heard later on, the war in Ukraine is, is going on and we don't know the future of it so let me park that because that's a personal challenge for me and how I'm reacting so property since January to today for those of you who who know me and have been in the room and who've listened to me I have a property portfolio that I'm in the middle of um developing masses of it so I'll explain of over 50% of it. And when I say developing, it's because I'm changing the use of it. Um, In some, I'm looking at service departments. I've got um, one rent to rent in all of those, one. And let me explain why. Because I came up on an opportunity, it was a family member, they needed um, some extra cash. And I basically said, let's rent, rent your house let me rent your house, go do what you need to do. And so that's my rent to rent. Buy to lets, my major, major section of my portfolio, buy to lets. And I am, I've got planning permission, permitted development on three. Um, I'm going up in the loft and I'm going out at the back. Yep. And at the end of this, uh, so, so let me get this right. So March, 2022, is today and from January I've been looking at all the projects and working out which one goes first second and third in the year yep so um, because I'm a landlord I've also just inspected a number of my properties and of 
three that I looked at in a day. One was amazing. Looked that, you know, the lady offered me a cup of tea. And the reason I expected it myself is because the agents couldn't do it and used COVID as an example of being late. So my challenge is making sure I have the money to do all these developments to maximize the value of every single one of them because they're all bought and they're all they're all in need of a change yep and it's how i plan those projects and plan to finance those projects in light of increased building costs what can i do myself i'm not going to be built going on a building site as in picking up bricks or anything like that but what can i do without with a small builder a large builder and a big builder yeah and how i plan and organize my life in terms of i'm a business owner and for those of you who know i've i've made it public um i am selling my business but i'm also very very aware of how to do that my biggest biggest challenge is making sure every project is aligned all the money is aligned, yep, and my builders are ready to build when I need them to build. Does that sound? It's a long-winded way of saying there's a lot other there's a lot of challenges in the world, but mine seem insignificant to what's really going on. Wow, yep, wow. I, I, I you know, we will pick we'll pick that down we will go into it so let's just park that for a moment and get you to answer your your next two questions which actually i think you've probably partly answered so your your second question is this tell us two pros and two cons of your nursery business and your property business so is that one question is it two questions four questions it's two. eight questions perhaps <laughs> actually eight and I'll try and be organized in the way I answer so let me talk about the nursery I opened the nursery 20 years ago and I I was of an age and I'm not going to tell anybody my age but I am going to tell you I was of an age that I had a lot of energy and there's a story behind that so this is a pro and I want anybody who's opening a business to hear this we had a lot of energy and we had some spare cash and my husband and I got married, moved house, started a business, moved house again, had a baby. We had we already had one child. So we had two two boys and we opened. So we got married, moved house. We moved into a house next door. We then got a gift, yep, yeah, of some money, moved house again, opened a business. And then, yeah, we stopped at that point. Five things in two years. We did it all in two years. That was a pro. I had the energy. I had the forecast. I worked in the city. They gave me a golden hello. I put that in a bank. They gave me a golden goodbye. I put that in a bank. I got another golden hello. I put that in a bank. And so I had enough to, to set the business up. I didn't go out for masses of loans. Um, we refurbed a building and we opened and it took us about six months, eight months. Um, I loved every minute of it. Um, and the con, let me tell you the con about it. 
I didn't understand builders and I didn't understand project managers, although I was a project manager in IT in a bank. Um, I realized what he was doing halfway through the build and the refurb. And every time I changed the plans, he charged me money. And the builder came into a meeting and the builder charged me money for his time for being there. The project manager charged me money and the schedule of works was then charged at a cost and changed at a cost. And he wouldn't move from any of the architect's drawings. And that was really frustrating for me. So that was a con because I was so naive in not understanding how builders and architects and project managers worked and with schedules of work. So I found it incredibly frustrating. So that was a con. So you wanted two pros and two cons. I loved running a business. I have an MBA. In fact, I have three degrees. I have a master's in information systems. I have a master's in business. And my first degree was information systems and communication to BA at um, a uni. So I actually, my son laughs at me because he goes, yeah, I'm going to be a doctor before you, mum. And I kind of laugh because I've done three degrees. I am not going to study again. Every time I studied, when I did my master's, I had one child. When I did my second master's, I had another child. And so in the middle of this, whilst I was opening a business, whilst I was in, I also had studies and academia to do. But I love, I love, I like being busy. And people would say, how did you do it? I just managed my time. Yeah, I managed my time and I knew what I needed to do to get by. So that was, I would say, was another pro for me because I knew how much energy I needed to put into the things I was doing. And um, on maternity leave, that's <laughs> so funny. So I got married and then I had another child. So on maternity leave, I was going into meetings in and out with the council. And the council was saying, oh, there's new schemes out here. You can get money for this and you can get money for that. And they gave us a little bit more money um, to open the, the nursery. So we were part of the original Sure Start schemes. That was another pro, okay? So another con, I would say, is somebody... I'd forgotten that if you open a business, you have to pay staff. And so we didn't have that many children coming in. And I had five staff members. And I got to the first salary thing and I thought, oh my gosh, don't laugh. I did not have the money to pay the staff. And I hadn't realized that I had to pay. Doesn't that sound stupid? But it was stupid because I would say to anybody, when you're opening a business, you need to understand the implications of what you're doing because it wasn't that we didn't have it. I just didn't allow for it in my head. So anyway, that was a bit of a con because I did get the money. They did get paid. And 20 years later, I have a thriving business. In the background, I used to get the petty cash from the business and I used to go out and buy dresses because I liked buying dresses and I liked going to balls. So I would say money management is key when you open a business. Understand cash is king, cash flow is king. And yep, you need to understand your debt ratios, your gearing, all the things you're going to do with the business. I loved my business. I absolutely loved being in it. But I also went back to work in the city after two years because I was bored. So that's it, Patricia. Does that so that was that was the nursery pros and cons. I'm going to go on to the property pros and cons. So um what you don't know is when I, in those days, when you were buying property, I I met my husband. So he had a flat. He moved in with me. 
So we had another flat to rent. I'd already got four houses by then. So um, we then ended up with um, his flat at the same time. So that meant we had a portfolio that we were managing as well as doing all this building and everything else. Oh my gosh, this is really interesting. The pro about this was we'd acquired, obviously, because John moved in with me um, and we had the child and the kids and everything and we moved house. So doing that, it meant that we were able to raise more money on our portfolio and buy more, which is effectively what we did. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm just thinking about it and thinking, I would use, please don't laugh, right? But John, for those of you who've met John and Mr. K. Can't help hey, it, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say to John, just sign this form. You've just bought a house. And he used to laugh because he, he's just, he's so laid back. He's so laid back. He's lovely. And I'd say, oh yeah, we've just bought another house. And he'd look at me like I was mad. And I'd go, don't worry about it. I've got it sorted. We've, you know, I've done it this way, done it that way. And he'd just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorting, you know, and he does all the books for the business. He does all the bookkeeping and everything else. So um, that's how it's gone. You know, the, the, the con is that I don't understand the figures. And when I say I don't understand the figures, so if I'm doing a development, um, I need to make sure all the things stack up, right? And I don't always do that. But the one thing I learned is when I go into doing a development and I've done about six or seven or eight uh, over the years, I make sure I've got 20% of contingency. Now, there was, the first project, I didn't have that 20% contingency. And I learned very early on that if I always have contingency in the bank, I'm okay to go over on a project. And... And that's, in a sense, I use it as a con, but it's a pro because I always, I never go into a project now without 20% contingency. And sometimes I might end up needing 40%. But going along with the 20%, it gives you that kind of comforting, comfort factor to get the other 20% if you need to go to 40%. And I've only done 40, I've only gone over 40% once. I am, I don't, so I get other people to do the figures. And I just make sure I've got enough to do the contingency. So that's that's on my property journey. So I laugh because John is now getting involved in property because he sits with me on Clubhouse and he goes, mm, what did you do? And what are you doing? And so now he comes to the shows with me and he's getting involved. He came on the weekend to Colin's weekend. And, you know, he walked up the mountain ahead of me. So I thought, I'm not going to let John beat me. And so I followed him up the mountain and got to the top of the mountain. Colin said, uh, I, I haven't actually I'm done this I'm kidding myself before. here, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's saying, I've not done this coastal walk before. It wasn't a coastal walk. It was a walk up a mountain, Colin. But it was absolutely lovely having John there because John met the property people on Clubhouse. And for those of you who don't know, Patricia, you are coming to the next one, right? Definitely. We missed oh, well, you so much. Let me know what data is, though. But yeah, yeah we I'm, will. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely up for yeah. it. Yeah, right. So literally, you would, honestly, Patricia, John's now really interested in property, right? And I'm having to explain what I've done for years. And I'm going, but you didn't understand that then. And he's going, yeah, I want to understand it now. And I'm thinking, I'm shooting myself in the foot. Because he, he actually gets on quite well with Colin. And 
um, obviously Cameron met him yesterday and Mr. K met him. And John's really horizontal, nothing phases him, you know. And so I'm now learning to have to explain a deal that I did 20 years ago when we first met. And then a deal that I did 10 years ago when we just increased that we just we just increased our property portfolio quite you know and i think we yeah we just increased it and it was like he was going i'm signed i signed all those forms was that what you were doing i was going yep and then my cousin was going to do some work with me so this is a, a pro and a con okay so property and then i'm going to stop i think you've got more than eight there patricia but my cousin came into business with us he gave us um hundred thousand actually I, I i'm i'm not even going to pretend i don't have to keep that from anybody and he put he he'd got half a million from somewhere as a result of something and i said to him look let's do 20 percent of that you go off and do another 20 percent somewhere else but put the rest away anyway um just because he was interested in developing his own por portfolio he lost his on going to buy two buildings, two flats off plan in an area that I said to him, please don't do that. Think about it. Just buy, just, just do it this way. And so I made, I made quite a lot of money on the hundred thousand that he came in with and I gave him 110,000 pounds back. That was the agreement. He was getting 10% of whatever I was doing. And I said to him, long term, you can now see that I can make money and give you 10% back join me again and he's proceeded to he has bought a couple of properties but he lost 50 percent of the money so i'm telling you there were ways of doing it by working with family and it was all you know uh, we made sure that we wrote documents to say this is how much you were getting back and we signed everything else but the con about it was he was doing higher risk stuff and i kept saying to him have you got this data in? have you got this documents in the background and um two years later, it was just, it was sad because he didn't need to lose that money. So that's my property journey and my business journey. Wow. Oh, Louise, do you know, whenever you laugh, you're prolonging your life and you have made me laugh so much already <laughs> <laughs> on this. So thank you. Oh, I just, I, you know, I love what you've been talking about. And, you know, there are some really serious things in there as well. Um, but also, you know, again, you know, having met John, you know, I, I, I just love the dynamics between, you know, the two of you. And, oh, and for the people who are listening to the podcast, when Louise talks about Colin, she's talking about Colin Davison. So you can listen to his podcast, which was last week. Just go uh, look at Maximising Property Values and search for Colin Davison, or come onto Clubhouse and search for him. Right, and and Colin is Louise's um, accountant. So um, let's close that circle there. Um, ooh, I've got the dreaded red line. We can still hear <laughs> so, you though, Patricia. So if you can't, I'll let okay. you know and I'll just talk. <laughs> okay, great stuff. Do you know what? Uh, you were talking at one point and Louise, I've not actually done this on any of the podcasts, but my heart literally froze because it reminded me of a dream that I had, if not last night, then the night before. So you were talking about how um, each time um, you, you did a degree, you were pregnant. And believe it or not, 
I, I just have to share this because I, I, I just remembered it and it just it scared me when I was going through it. And when you said that and I remembered again, it literally just froze me in my tracks. But I dreamt that I was pregnant and I right now. And oh I my gosh! I know, I know. And I was and you I know was, what we're I, so similar, it's scary. <laughs> and I'm saying, but how could this be? And I'm thinking, well, I'm not Mary, I'm not Elizabeth. Um, but how could this be? <laughs> Oh, it was so scary. It was so scary. Anyway, so I just had to share my my kind of my, 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 my nightmare that I had, which is not true, by the way. It was just a dream, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going now that I've remembered that I had that dream after this, I'm going to have to go and unpick that dream. Anyway, maybe one of my children is about to become a father. Who knows? Anyway, right. And then you were talking about how you made money from your cousin's hundred thousand and again I just thought oh parable of the talents there um you know you were given that and you may you you multiplied it but you haven't actually spoken very much about Mallard's Woods and I know you've got a group of businesses stroke companies do you want to tell us what they're about and how people because you're on Clubhouse Louise is on Clubhouse every weekday usually unless there's an emergency going on in her life mm-hmm. every weekday between 8 30 a.m and 9 30 a.m and she just wants to help people there um usually in a room um in the club called uk property secrets so that runs 8 30 till 9 30 a.m every weekday um but louise how else do you help oh and you do don't you you've not spoken about that either um you you do the um the network lunches how do you help people because you want to help people and you do help people do you want to kind of like tell us a bit more about that okay so there are two or three things that um and i'm going to make it public because it's really significant for me at the moment and i'll um so on the day we opened Mallard Wood 20 years ago, John and I um, had the option of changing the building into flats, okay? And we chose to open the nursery because we wanted to give back to the local community. And I had a son at the time. He was seven months old and he got slotted in as the first child in the nursery. He's now um, 19, going on 20. He's absolutely amazing, works in TV, love him to bits, love both my boys. They're both very special. But we chose because we we felt to give back to the community, but we've had a free child in the nursery from day one. And when I say free child, it just so happens somebody walks through that door and they go, um, we can't afford childcare, but we need it. Or they'll come on hard times and a child, our parents come in and they'll go, we just lost our jobs, we can't afford to stay. But we've it's all into 20 years, there's always been a free child, a child that nobody would know who it is. We never tell anybody else who it is, but there's always a child that goes to our nursery free for a year. And if those of you who've got children know how much nursery fees are, we're looking at approximately this year, 15,000. And we do it because we believe that we've been blessed with two children and and of, of always, always, uh, you know, 
um, been blessed. And I, I can't, it's not just about financial things. I'll explain it. It's about relationships and it's about people in our lives. And um, that's why I do Clubhouse because I've met some amazing people, Patricia, and I have to say you are one of them. And, and you enrich our lives when you do things like this. And so for us, that's why we do what we do in the nursery. We do charity events every year. I love going to balls. So if any of you know any balls that you want to invite me to, just, I love going out and buying a ball gown. John, it's so funny because that's why at the beginning of buying, getting the nursery, there was a ball. And I just said to John, oh, there's petty cash in the nursery. I can just go and use that. And when we spoke to our accountant, and Conan will laugh because when we spoke to our accountant, um, the very, very first accountant that I had, he looked and he went, Louise, what, what, what have you been doing with the petty cash? He went, you won't have a business in a year if you continue to do what you're doing. Well, I'd, I'd done a theoretical master's in business. I thought I knew how to run a business. I seriously didn't. He just went, you need to stop. And so I'm handing the books to John. So that's what he did. He said, John, don't let Louise touch the finances and nowhere near the petty cash. Well, it still stands like that today because I don't touch the petty cash. There's no, there used to be cash, like people used to pay nursery fees in pounds. They certainly don't now. They pay everything's direct debit or standing order or money into bank accounts. So for me, all systemized because I'm an XIT person. And so I've lost the train of thought, Patricia, because like, you know me, I can waffle on for ages. But, but there is something about giving and being of service that is at the heart of what I do. And that is what I'm about. And somebody said to me the other day, and I have to hear this, and that is, I used to say I'm a networker of networks, but I do lead people and I lead my team and my companies. And the reason I do it is because those of you who know in the past eight, nine months, I've had Kickstarters in my company. And when I heard about it, it was to give young people a chance who'd been out of work, not in work, been to university, not got jobs and things like that. I've had 11 people, in fact, 22 people go through my company. I'm on the final um, 11 now. And I employed two of them. And to give to them a way of going to work, earning money, how to behave, how to dress, how to interview, um, I just get something from it. I get it because you know what? When I was 11 and I went to work in my uncle's shop, he had a till and he said, you're not allowed to use that till. He said, I need you to do mental arithmetic and work out what the change is, then use the till and then give it back. So he taught me how to teach others the way he taught me. He said, I need you to be able to do it. I need you to learn how to do it, but don't always rely on the, the machine that's there. I just want to give the way people have given to me throughout my life. And I learned how to work in a shop at 11. I went off to working. I always dreamt of working for Barclays, BZW, it was the investment banking arm of um, Barclays. I got my dream. I was there for four years. It was long enough for me. I did what I needed to do. And somebody gave me that opportunity. So for me, my life is about giving back. Back over to you, Patricia. I hope that helps. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And there was I going Mallard's Woods 
Mallard's Wood. Thank you. <laughs> if only I'd taken my glasses off and looked properly, no. I would have been able to read from behind ah. you. Um, <laughs> um, so um, now, so Louise, you know, for people in the room, for people who might be listening, Louise does a networking um, event. How, how, how often are you going to be doing that, Louise? You know, in a year, let's say, would it be three, four times or two times? How many times? Do you know? Oh, sorry, I had my I had it on mute. Okay, I think I'm going to do them every couple of months. So six times a year. Yep, mm. I've done three. And so the first one was in the NED. The second one was in the Aqua Kyoto in Mayfair. And the third one was in the um, Anthologist. The food in the Anthologist was okay, but the company was fantastic. There were 10 of us and people came and went. And um, Cameron who's not in, not the Cameron who's in the room, Cameron joined, um, Imran came. There was people obviously in UK Property Secrets, but I met um, Amma who came on to the weekend. Um, and, you know, you don't know who you don't know before, you know, so I, I open it up and I say to people, please come along, connect in my bio, you're welcome. All I, all I ask is you pay for your own meal. And the way it works is, they come along, they talk about their own property business. I don't always invite newbies. And the reason I don't invite newbies is because I don't ever want to give them the wrong information. And I always like newbies to go to new people who the trainers who are out there who are doing it right. Um, but I always say experienced property. So, so they can build relationships and learn as we do. Um, what we're doing in our portfolios and what we're doing in our rentals and strategies going forward even our tax details and how we're changing how we buy in businesses and not buying businesses all of that is um is what we do on our networking and um so from meeting suzanne who's into environmental issues and eco met her a couple of times and she talked at you know, at the table about what she does and how she does it. Um, to Emma, who's quite quiet, but loved the weekend, just networking. But she met me and came on the weekend and it was like, yeah, I just thought I'd come, I don't do, you know. And you realise that you impact people's lives by just sitting over a table and having a meal. And that's what I kind of like. Do you know, I, I completely get that. And also, you know, Louise, just tell people how they can actually connect with you, because this is completely audio and you've not even put any links up today, which is which is fine. Okay. Um, but just, you know, tell people the best way to actually link up with you so that if people are listening to this later on and they do want to connect, then there's actually that avenue for them to, to, to do so. OK, so I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram and i am on whatsapp um and obviously i'm on clubhouse and all of those social media channels need managing so sometimes i think i miss people on the you know if people say they want to come to the ned but i always say um contact me on the back channel on clubhouse has changed so much since we started so i can get and i do get messages as we're speaking and Instagram, I do pick up most of the messages and Messenger on Facebook is where I definitely go to. 
Um, I, I don't necessarily give out my personal um, email to people unless I'm kind of then doing business and swapping data and everything else. Um, I'm quite selective if I go to exhibitions. I don't give out cards. What you see at the back of me, I've put that up. That will come down because um, I just put that up, especially for you, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, okay, so people can connect with you on Instagram, on Facebook and on Clubhouse. And in any of those channels, do they just search for Louise Felstead? Is that yeah. what they do? And that will be absolutely fine. Yeah. Okay, so we are talking about Louise. So that is L-O-U-I-S-E, Felstead, F-E-L-S-T-E-A-D. And in fact, I should do that again, because whenever, whenever I'm spelling my name, if I don't go F for Foxtrot or F for Freddie, I normally do, people think I'm saying S for Sierra. That's true. <laughs> Very true. So yeah, that the other is... thing is, Patricia, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but my Insta is Felstead Louise because there's a very, as everybody, anybody watched Made in Chelsea, Binky Felstead has a sister called Louise Felstead. So my son has just done this research on, he's just used some software to search people. So if he types in Louise Felstead, Binky Felstead's sister comes up. So on Insta, I'm called Felstead Louise. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> you see, I didn't even know that. I, I've watched Made in Chelsea maybe once. Yeah, my sons um, watch it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, great stuff, great stuff. So, um, so you are kind of like, you know, happy to help people using your, you know, MBA degree. Um, you say it was all theoretical, but they are still things that you learnt. So, you know, you have to share that experience with people. Um, also, the 20 years of running that nursery business, again, all of the experience that you acquired during those two decades, you are happy to share on Clubhouse. So, again, you know, if people want to link up with Louise, you know, business. Louise does not describe herself as a property person. She describes herself as an entrepreneur, which is a business person. So, you know, anything to do with business i'm sure you, you know even if louise can't answer it she might have an idea as to where you can go in order to get answers so you know you definitely want to be linking up with somebody like louise so let us now look a bit further into your property deals so you've got three on the go at the moment and you don't know which one to do first and which one to do next and the one to know. do last <sighs> are, are you still not decided Right. Or, or are you leaning in particular to you know to, or to you know towards one in particular okay so there's one big one going on in the background but there's another one that i was presented with literally on monday and it's only wednesday right so i went to see the property monday night and um i'm i'm now just I, i'm going to say this to everybody on here now and you can challenge me if you think I'm just careful, a little bit careful as to what deals I'm actually putting out, telling people about in terms of location um, now, because this is a private deal. It will be done. I think I'm going purchase lease option. Um, my head's, you know, it's like when you know there's a lot going on and you have to make decisions and I don't make massive, massive decisions, big, big 
big money decisions without John, okay? As much as I tend to sign the form, I kind of go, this is how much money is being spent and we'll go in this in this direction and stuff like that. And it's getting more complicated because he wants more details. But um, he never used to want more details. And it's quite funny because Ooh, the boys... <laughs> so, so here's the latest. The late. I've just got the red red banner it's gone right the latest things is our boys are now nearly on board and it it's definitely because of clubhouse it's because john and i talk about clubhouse and and stuff that's going on and our boys are now part of the conversation so now they're going oh this clubhouse and property and business they never ever wanted to run the nursery that was really clear but as far as property is concerned now they're both going oh okay so we're now going to stay in service departments. And so for me, I know because I ran my own, I've changed beds, I've welcomed guests, I've done everything. Um, I know I'm not gonna run them, but I am gonna get a team of people to run them, okay? So I am looking at service department deals. So if I was to sit here and tell you the order of them, Patricia, I would, I would say this, I have one particular house that needs renovating. And the saddest thing is there's somebody in it that's not very well. So I can't do it. I've got permitted development on it and everything. So that one has to stay until something happens. And the only thing that's going to happen is it's gonna be sad. So I need to park that and leave it and just let it overrun. When I went to see the three properties in Manchester, one, I told you the lady offered me a cup of tea, the other one, needs a bit of work but i need a bit of tlc the well one of them was so disgusting um i've actually served notice and so this is why i'm saying the property being a property developer and an investor and a landlord and running a business i kind of know where i want to maximize um utilizing the money that's going to be, get me the best income in the quickest amount of time for me to go and invest in something else and so all my projects have to have um, priority one priority two and priority three so big project last year two you know loft extensions all done doing what they need to do this year i think i need to do two small projects with a big one running in the background and letting that do so i think um We've just found out that there's a mortgage company that does an AST to SA um, service department standard that I can run either as a buy to let or a holiday let stroke service department. And the mortgage company um, will let me do either. And so I'm changing that and I'm extending that house and it will be um, whereas it's just two up, two down at the moment in a holiday environment on the Isle of Wight, that one will go into a new mortgage, which gives me the opportunity to move it back into, it was a holiday let when we, we were given this house. So I need to explain that. That was a gift from John's mum and an absolute blessing. It's been a lovely, lovely, it's a love, we spent, the children grew up going on holiday there. So it's very special to the family. And so we're gonna put it back into a holiday let. Our children, you know, you talked about children having children, Patricia. Um, John's brother has a child 
and we want them to ex experience the cottage the way our children did. So it will go back to a holiday let, but the family will have priority on when we let it. And um, yeah, because it's a family, it's a family house really. So yeah, so that project will be done in the next few months. Um, I don't know what else to say, Patricia. I can't, you know, there's so much going on and the boys are now getting a little bit of whiff of, hmm, what's happening over there? And um, one of them said, I might go and live in Manchester. And I thought, they're not living in one of my houses. They need to get their own. <laughs> Does that sound selfish? <laughs> Do you know you're not the only one, to be honest? <laughs> I just think, no, you're not moving into one of mine. <laughs> Buy your own or rent your Patricia, own. Patricia, <laughs> we both, can I share that? We've both got boy, two boys, right? Yep. Yeah, right. So I can actually come to you and say, my son stood in one of our apartments the other day and he just stood there and he looked around never been interested in the last two or three years in fact he's been going not interested not going to go there not didn't see the designs didn't see the build he stood in it the other day it's all beautifully renovated he went mom i could live here i said i i was really quiet i just thought you think so do you and i never said i just thought i just don't think you are you can go and find your own but yeah, we've we've done we've done well enough that they are now getting interested and involved, which we're really grateful for. And Clubhouse has been a real, um, I suppose, a real you know opportunity for us to get them interested at least. So Louise, re regarding and you know I know exactly what you mean about you know getting your children involved because it's every parent's I think dream when they work for themselves that their children will take over that business because then you don't kind of like feel that you're just toiling for money you think you're toiling for a you know a legacy something that's going to you know carry on after you've gone but not everyone is that lucky so congratulations on that um and that sounds really good L let's talk about the isle of wight property so we're going on holiday and then we'll go and stay there because we can, yeah, because everything that we do, we can do online, everything. And even down to, you know, I have managers in the nursery, they manage it. I have managers and I, I'm growing and developing my property manager. And, you know, I'm convinced that as we systemize, and continue to systemize, we can do it. Now, one of the, I went to a property meet about three weeks ago and there's a chap there who, in fact, I'll tell you, he's running a um, service in the Isle of Wight and he said he'll manage it for us afterwards because we did, when John's mum had the house, she had it as a holiday let and a holiday let firm ran it and there was an elderly lady across the road who used to go in and clean and change the sheets and everything else. Yeah. That obviously stopped when we changed it into an AST and John's mum wasn't able to do it anymore. So, but we've now got contacts over there who will run it. You know, I don't necessarily want another property over there unless I knew I was going to, you know, and I know the income's going to be decent. Um, yeah. Is that, does that sound, so we'll, we'll stay there, get the builders, um, 
because we can stay there and have um, the extension done, because it's not going to be um, a massive extension, we think it will be um, like a conservatory, but not a conservatory. So we'll see what we get out of what we've got. So in terms of, can you just kind of like give us um, you know, some indication, I guess, um, AST to SA, um, roughly, you know, what difference in price are you looking at? Oh, in fact. On a monthly basis. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to Paul Acorn Finance about that at the moment. And I'm going to be talking about him because obviously he's in part of our group. Um, and he's got lenders, he's got two or three lenders at the moment that are doing um, SA mortgages. But I asked him because I'm. it's really important, and this came out in a meeting this morning that we had on Clubhouse, getting your legals and your mortgage right. Because if you don't, you're running the risk of um, contravening your mortgage contract. And so I have this building as an AST today. And um, the option I'm giving to my tenants is if they want to leave early, then they can leave early. But what's really important is I want it straight into an SA. So I'm remortgaging it under a modular. I can move it from SA to AST at a higher rate. You're going to have to go to Paul for the rate because he hasn't given me the rate right now because I'm literally in the process of doing it. And because I don't want to contravene, I've got a buy-to-let mortgage on it at the moment. Yep. So I don't want to contravene that. I'm not going to turn it into an SA until I make sure... I've got a mortgage that, and the mortgage company that I've got the um, buy to let with doesn't do SAs. So. Right. Okay. I kind of like get that. And that makes perfect sense because it's, again, to me, it's worth paying a little bit more for the security of knowing that you're not doing, you know, you're doing it right. You know, your mortgage company is not going to have a problem with what you're doing. It's so worth it. Yeah. It's like insurance, isn't it, to be Absolutely. honest? Absolutely. When you talk about legals, Patricia, I love the way you present it because you say there's a right way and there's a wrong way. You're either doing it right or you're doing it wrong, you know. And at the end of the day, um, I just I just don't want the hassle of somebody coming to me later and saying, you know, you contravene this contract and that contract because there are people, I know the people who live there at the moment, they're lovely tenants, but they might not be happy with the fact that I'm turning into an SA. I've not made, I've not made it a secret. I've told the agency that runs it over there at the moment, they don't run SAs, which is why at this property thing, I met these home buyers, developers, stroke um, service department people in on the island and they hopefully will run it for us. Do you know, that sounds, again, that's a power of networking, isn't it? Because if you hadn't gone to the networking uh, event, you wouldn't have met them. And um, if they're good, what about the old woman across the road? Oh, she passed away. She passed away, which oh. is why when John's mum was doing it, we would stay there two or three weeks um, in the summer. And, you know, John's brother would take his children. So we'd split the summer up between us. And then we'd go at half terms and things like that. But this woman would do the whole thing. If we stayed there, we'd do our own sheets and everything else. But we'd give them to her to iron and everything. 
so she did she did it for years many many years and Teo's first time of going my eldest son's 24 his first time of going over there he kept saying to me mom we're on a boat and it was midsummer. we were going over on the Isle of Wight ferry and um because we've got a property over there we get reduced tickets by the way for anybody who's got a property in France or Spain or places like that there are companies that do reduced things anyway the Isle of Wight do this thing if you if you've got a property over there you get reduced ferry tickets so I'm saying to Kite Teo you're going on this ferry we're going across to the Isle he thought we were going to Jamaica I'm saying to him that's because we'd literally just come off a holiday in Jamaica we went on a boat in Jamaica so as he's going over to the Isle of Wight he's going to John Daddy, look, there's Jamaica. <laughs> I'm thinking, I wish it bloody well was. It was the Isle of Wight and it was, you know, but it was a lovely holiday. You know, it is a lovely place. So back over to you. I just think people need to do it right. Do you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And that there is how, you know, we try to do things. And, you know, for people, as Louise said, Paul, um, Acon. So that's Paul Thompson um, with an H um, from Acon Finance. And he's going to be a guest in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, if not, I know it's Sam coming next. So he's either the week after or the week after that. So within the next three weeks, he's definitely coming on. So if people have questions about that, they can come and ask them or they can, they can uh, send me a message beforehand and I can make sure that he talks about it. Um, do you know, Louise, it, it, it's just been like a chat, really, um, which is what these things are supposed to be anyway. Um, but I honestly just want to thank you for, you know, giving up your afternoon, because um, it is, you know, it, it's, it's the mental preparation as well as, you know, giving up the, the time to actually be here. So, you know, I really want to thank you. And, you know, for people who are listening, if you want to kind of like reach out to Louise, you can do so on Clubhouse, Louise Felstead. You can do so on Instagram, Felstead Louise, um, Louise. And you can do so on Facebook, Louise Felstead. Um, very, very easy to do, you know, Louise Felstead um, with E-A at the end, um, well, E-A-D. Um, so um, do definitely reach out to her. And if you can come to her next uh, networking thing, that will be absolutely great because there'll be lovely food and there'll be lovely company too. So um, how do you uh, um, connect with her? Come on to Clubhouse, 8.30 till 9.30 weekdays. She's always on Clubhouse in UK Property Secrets. So why don't you do that? And um, this recording will be on Clubhouse, um, so you can access it. I'm actually thinking about clearing my um, thing and deleting these perhaps after a month and just leaving them in the podcast um, once the podcast has been released. So it will definitely be on Clubhouse for at least a week. And um, the, the podcast itself will be released on Wednesday. And that will be there, you know, forevermore, I guess. <laughs> um, so um, do definitely, you know, have a listen, have a listen again. And, you know, just just recognise in the words that Louise is saying, how you can actually link up with Louise and 
enrich one another's lives because that is what this series is all about. Um, so also tap on Louise's face if you are not already following her. If you're not following her, tap on her face and follow her. And um, next week, I'm scheduled to have Sam Fongo. He's going to be talking all about auctions. Oh, he's just everyone who's been a guest is passionate about what they do. And that's not going to change. So I do hope that you come back next week and listen to what Sam has got to say. But on that note, again, I'm just going to say, Louise, thank you very, very much for being here. And I hope that it's not been too much of a grueling time. <laughs> Patricia, you are, you know, you really are the first person I met in Clubhouse and I've met in person. And I just want to say um, thank you. Thank you for having me on here.